If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes. Uh, this is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel come together once a week over a single topic, and from said topic, we come up with ideas that are designed for one thing, and well, for two things, and two things only. Number one is to get you really rich. Yep. Number two is to do it really quickly. Bing, boom. That's it. End of story. We don't ask for any money up front. Mm-mm. We're not like these YouTube hustlers. No. You know, we don't podcast from the back of our Bentley wearing our big shades and our expensive suits telling you how you need to do what we do to get rich. Nope. We don't say if you want to be like us, Mm -hmm. you should do what we do. We say if you want to be rich, you should do what you do. That's right. And we give you ideas to help you do what you do. Seems pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Yeah. We don't have, not like some multi-level marketing scam. We don't have tiers of membership that we force you to purchase till you get to the point where we do one-on-one consultations with you. Our ideas are so bespoke that it is literally by listening to this podcast, it's like getting a two-on-one consultation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You get Josh and Noel for the price of nothing. Nothing. And then, you guys, you can take these ideas, you can action them, you're going to get wealthy from them. Supremely rich in a very, very, very short period of time. Well before you're too old to spend that money, to enjoy that money. No, you, if you're in your mid-30s, you'll be so rich, you'll still be able to ride an ATV around uh, the island you own. Fast. You can invest in speedy motorbikes mm-hmm. and fast boats. And airplanes that you learn how to fly because you got nothing but money and time. When you're at that point, guys, when you're at that point, when you are swimming in cash, you're going to think back just to those few months prior where you got the idea that got you all that money. You can go, man, such a short time ago. I love those guys. Without Josh and Noel, I'd be nowhere. You know what you're going to do then, guys? What are they going to do? No, you tell them no. Uh, after you are so rich, you have cash up to your nostrils. You're going to say, hey, I did a lot to get myself in this position. You know who else did a lot? My engineering team. They did a lot to get me this rich. You know who else did a lot? My marketing team. They did a lot to get me rich. I paid them well. My VP, I paid him well. My consultants, I paid well. Who, Who's left out of this equation? Oh, that's right. The people who did nearly nothing, Josh and Noel. The people who gave me this idea and left it hands-free. Yeah, we did nearly nothing. Yeah. And yet, at the same time... We did the most important nearly nothing right. ever. We did the most important thing in your path to wealthiness. That's right. 
The journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step, and we are not even quite that step, but we're the step before that step. We're the half step. We're the half step. But in the right direction. That's right. I don't know. I feel like a, a good idea is the biggest step. Okay. That's all. All right. We're the motivators. We're the, we are. We are the muse, the financial muse. And you think, hey. Hey. I already paid all my accountants, my engineering team, my VP, my marketing team. Yeah, Why you don't said that I already. give these guys uh-huh. what they deserve, which is 10% of everything you made while you got rich? Tithe us now. Noel says tithe. We've been writing tithe for a while. I feel yeah. like... I feel like, though, that what it really is is a tip. Okay. It's a little thank you. All right. I think tip, though, sounds too uh, volu- volunteerish. Let's say that it a is mandatory a mandatory tip. Man- a tip that is added on to the check. Yes. Like when you open the menu. It's a surcharge. When you open the menu yeah. at uh, 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 Shea, GRQ with Josh and Noel, uh-huh. and you look at all of the selections you have on that menu. Mm-hmm. Right at the bottom, it says for listeners of one or more, yeah. there's a 10% mandatory tip That's added right. on to your check That's right. at the end of your getting rich. Yeah. Hey, if you try our ideas and fail, we don't want your money. No. If you try our ideas and end up making $5,000, we're not going to say, hey, where's my $500? That's not rich. No. We're going to wait for you to get rich. Yeah. And then we're coming for a lot. We're not coming for we're it. We're coming for it. If they don't volunteer it. Noel's coming for it. We're going to come. And you should all be scared because he is a whole lot of man. <laughs> I'm staring at right here. He he of the shirt with graphic images on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As they say to the hipsters. He in the blue cardigan sweater. Oh, hipster. Worn, worn entirely unironically. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody it was casual thursday at work uh-huh. today no went in with a blue card again yeah not like a big puffy like hey i'm feeling cozy and warm and no. i'm a hand no this is like uh your dad yeah no 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 lumberjack is wearing this no no this no. is more the uh mr rogers variety. yeah very much Only he's exactly. all zip like a maniac was his a zip yeah yeah very 70s 60s and 70s. Don't trust someone in with a zip sweater. Yeah. Oh, no. No. It's got to be buttons all the way on your cardigan. Buttons. Yeah. <laughs> Worst thing would be like a Velcro sweater. They're coming. It'd stick to itself. When you get old, you're mm-hmm. going to be wishing you had a Velcro sweater. I might. I might. Because your arthritis won't allow you to undo the buttons and you'll be sitting there pawing at it and you're like, yeah. God damn, why are cardigans supposed to be for old people? That's right. I can't. And then you'll piss yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't get your cardigan off. You'll be standing there with your dingle dangle hanging out, your pants mm-hmm. around your ankles trying to undo your cardigan. Uh-huh. And you'll be so focused on trying to undo the cardigan, which is taking so long, you'll do yourself all over the place. Well, that'll be my alibi at least. Poopy and pee pee. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. Your poor, she'll be your girlfriend by then. Yeah. She'll have to come in and clean you up because she's so much younger than you. (laughs) And in Spanish, she'll keep saying things like, what did I do? What Uh did I get myself into? And I'll just be like, what's that? You'll be like, ah, donde esta la biblioteca? (laughs) Yep. Uh Yeah. Los elefantes son grandes. Yeah. 
<laughs> you're just talking about your testicles. Oh. Because <laughs> they'll be hanging down to your knees. That's right. Flippity floppity. Flippity floppity. Click clacks like the click clack balls. Clickety yeah. clackety. Anyway, Noel. You can fly. You can fly. You can fly. I haven't seen you. No. Has it been a week? It has already? been uh, a week. Feels it feels like it's been too soon. It has. I feel like we should do this show monthly. We, we well, yeah. <laughs> Invite only. Uh-huh. Yeah. So sometimes you might not even be invited yeah. to it. The first full moon of the, I don't know. We should each do our own Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. And then just where, splice where them together. Where we invite other people on. Uh-huh. And then we just put them out. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. Uh-huh. We might have to soon for a little bit. <laughs> Unless I'm gonna have every guest is gonna be a little baby. Uh huh. Gonna be on hiatus, I think, for a no. while. No. Keep producing. Keep producing. Keep producing. Okay. I Steve don't know. Jobs. I don't yeah. know how we're gonna do it. Let's see how it's gonna happen. Maybe we're gonna Skype it. Uh huh. I can't imagine having your baby screaming in the background oh. down here. Herschel being all anxious, screaming. freaking out. I'm gonna have the happiest baby in the world. Mm, that's what'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. Anyway, how have you been? I have been good. So uh, I was thinking about something that we actually discussed a couple weeks no, ago. Then I probably don't remember. It. Yeah, it's true. You probably don't. Uh, and we didn't talk about it on here. So I figured I would let in some of the listeners. Uh, and now I was I'm worried. Ta- no, I was okay. talking about um, at the beginning of the summer. My girlfriend and I had gone to uh, Mexico City. Right. And uh, uh, her brother and uh, dad were there for a few days, too, for a conference. So we saw a little bit of them. Mm-hmm. And um, so my girlfriend uh, does not like onions or garlic. Hates them. Mm-hmm. And this isn't just her not liking onions and garlic. Mm-hmm. It's a family thing. Mm-hmm. Does her uh, dad not like it as well? Dad will not eat an onion and garlic. How about her mom? Thinks le- mom, I think, on her own would have... But uh, has been that's why that's kind of got it bred out of her for a while. That's you know? why they got divorced. <laughs> probably she, she just couldn't, probably she was like, I need to eat onion and garlic. Yeah. Um. And uh, so in Mexico City, going around eating lots of tacos, right? Um. And there is oh, I should add this before I go any further. Mm-hmm. Her grandpa. Her what? Her grandfather. Uh-huh. Abuelo. I was really hoping you said grandpa again. Why? Instead of grandpa? Grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah. Okay. He uh, had some job where he had to go around Ecuador all the time mm-hmm. and would bring his own frying pan mm-hmm. into restaurants and be like, this is what I want for dinner? Cook it in my pan so it doesn't touch your gross onion and garlic pans. Oh, Wow. <laughs> So it's like a th- a real uh-huh. family thing. This is right? her father's dad, I assume. Yes. Uh so uh in Mexico City going around eating tacos and uh we go to this one taco place that was actually right uh only a few blocks away from the hotel we were staying. And uh very good tacos. They love the tacos and they're like, "Oh, the onions here are fantastic." So there is a dish there that they get, and Josh and I uh, reverse engineered it, uh, looked it up, found out exactly what was in it, and what it is is charred spring onions, 
in Worcestershire sauce. Pretty much, that's it. That's it. It's onions. And they ha- were ordering them by the plate and just popping them in their mouth. <laughs> and then they'd be like, let's go back and get more onions. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you can't Did imagine. Did your dad eat them too? Did her dad eat them too? Everyone ate them. That's so bizarre. Everyone. Her dad, not as much more. Her, her brother was crazy about them. And she was eating them. And, and I'm just like, this just onions and they're like no they're special onions i'm like you're saying that because you don't know onions they're spring onions (laughs) yeah just spring onions yes uh so i just thought that was hilarious and and i i what made me think of it again Mm -hmm. is i saw some uh vegas thing uh and and you know how it used to be what happens in vegas stays in vegas Mm -hmm. they slightly changed it now and it's like what happens in vegas only happens in Vegas. Oh. And I was like, Mexico City needs to make an ad like that and just show onions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like what happens in Mexico City. Yeah, that's only how, happens that's in how they'll advertise in Ecuador for all the non-onion eaters <laughs> yeah. in Ecuador. I know, it's not an Ecuadorian I know, thing. I know. Yeah. They like their onions. They love their onions. Onions and garlic. Yes. Um, I wonder if they prepared garlic in the same way if they would pop those like candy too. <sighs> love that so much. Have you tried? Well, I guess you have to wait till spring, but you should wait till spring Mm -hmm. and then get some spring onions and marinate them in in Worcestershire sauce. Uh Granted, it's a very specific Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. It's the Maggie Londres sauce, which you can't get. I could get get. Worcestershire sauce and it would work. Well, I'm sure, but you know, sometimes they may say no. Well, here's the thing, though. I could get it exactly right Mm -hmm. and it won't work. Because they're not the magic onions from right. this place in Mexico City. Right. Well, you can take her to Texas now and have the magic yeah. onions there. There's a branch of that that taco place there. Yeah. Um, I thought what made you think of this story uh-huh. was that it is basically about today's topic. Okay. Which is not onions, Noel. Oh. But it is. It is tacos. How to get rich with them. How to put your idea in a tortilla and wrap it up all the way to the top. That was terrible. That was awesome. That was awesome. You got the AW part right. I should get paid for my awesome intros. Okay. and Get paid by the intro. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Sure, as long as I get paid Uh for uh, all of the awesome uh, tip of the weeks. Okay. And awesome uh, whatever the other thing is I do. All right. You'll get some. And uh, I need to be back paid for all the ones. Me too. I've done up to Me this too. point. Me too. And I got paid three times as much as you. Why is that? Because it's Cause going right. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I was on Fiverr, and I'm getting uh-huh. 15er. I'm I'm getting 15er. 15er. Yeah? I think you mean Deniner. Uh, wow. It's hard to believe that that guy left that bad review about us. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> you're never going to let that one go. <laughs> Why eh? would I? It's a good review. It's you guys, solid. if you're out there and you haven't reviewed there, get on there and review us so that Josh can move on emotionally. I just like that our first unsolicited review. It's not our first unsolicited review. Mm, okay. That's what you want to tell people. That's fine. <laughs> you're such a weirdo <laughs> creep. <laughs> Anyway, no. Anyway, tacos. Did I ever tell you about uh, how I had my own taco stand for a minute? Nope. Yeah, I did. All right, anyway. (laughs) Was it like that movie Chef, and you drove it across the country with your son? No, they, they, they... 
there was a thing that would go on for a while in a in a uh, I think it was Madison Square Park, uh-huh. uh, where they would show the U.S. Open there. Okay, they would set up a huge screen in like a small fountain area, mm-hmm. and set out a bunch of lawn chairs, and uh, it was sponsored by American Express, and they would ask local. Uh, restaurants, and there were some very good restaurants at the time in, in that neck of the woods, if they wanted to do any kind of like little booth there. Okay. Where they could offer like, you know, three or four items, yeah. uh, you know, some drinks, whatever, and make it like a, a, a little food court kind of deal. And at the time I was working at this restaurant called Sapa, which was Southeast Asian food, um, and uh, uh, they said yes, and they were like, you know, the chef was like, I want to do tacos. And Josh, it's your deal. You mm-hmm. just do everything. Okay. So I did the whole menu, and it was sort of like, you know, Thai tacos, Asian tacos, you know, Southeast Asian tacos. And it was a huge hit, huge enough that the owner, we spent like a, a, a good amount of time trying to, you know, like a few months trying to figure out how to get a uh, a park kiosk uh-huh. to do these tacos in. And then it all fell apart. Okay. That was it. That's the story. All right. You know, I told uh, my girlfriend about this topic, mm-hmm. and I asked her, how, how do you get rich with tacos? And she just looks at me, and she goes, just set them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my first idea, guys. Uh-huh. No, no. <laughs> uh, I thought that was hilarious, though. I'm like, uh, yeah, I know that, but. She loves tacos. She does love tacos. I love tacos. Everyone loves tacos. Everyone, it's crazy how tacos. I think tacos are more popular in the United States than they are in Mexico at this point. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Taco Tuesday. That's not a thing in uh that's not a thing in uh Mexico. You don't go down for tacos martes. No. Not no. a thing. Meatloaf martes. Meatloaf martes, yeah. So you guys, tacos. How are you gonna get rich with it? I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh you know, looking into tacos, you know, as Josh just said, he had Thai tacos. There's a place near here that serves Indian tacos. Taco Mahal. Yeah. Uh, there's every type of variation out there already on tacos you can think of, basically, right? And anything I started to think of, I'm like, no, that exists. No, that exists, right? Uh, family size taco exists one like one taco big enough for the whole family it exists isn't that called a burrito no it was a taco a burrito has got a roll Mm -hmm. and a taco's just got a fold Mm. um uh dessert tacos exist fancy tacos exist any food you can imagine tacos exist any culinary style you can think of tacos exist there's taco clothes out there Taco clothes. Yeah, there's like Taco Bell's been making clothes. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> unrelated, uh, I made the mistake of Googling from my work computer uh, things that look like tacos. And vaginas popped up everywhere. It was not everywhere. the kind of uh, results that uh, mm-hmm. you want on your work computer. How, how is your work computer even allowed to get those kind of images? Well, I didn't go to the images. It's just all you, all the results on the non-image page were just like, oh, don't go to that page. Don't click that. Don't click that. Yeah. Don't click that. I was going to say, that's that's not a good look for you <laughs> when you're about to get a... a yeah, a, no. Uh, uh, 
No, not a good thing. So um, I started thinking, you know, all these variations on tacos. What is it that makes a taco a taco, right? Uh, And the Internet, turns out, has a lot of opinions on this. And the definitive answer lies in the cube rule. Do you know the cube rule? Never heard of it. So the cube rule is... Uh, imagine there's the frame of a cube, right? And if the bottom plane of the cube is the starch, it is called a toast, right? So avocado toast, uh, things like that. Mm -hmm. If um, the top and the bottom planes of the cube are the starch, it's It's a sandwich. sandwich, If uh, the... All four around in a circle are the starch. It's a dumpling. It's a, well, they said a sushi. Oh, oh okay. Um, if all of them are the starch, then it would be a dumpling right. or ra- like a ravioli yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and if three of the sides in a U-shape are the starch, then it is a taco. Sure, that seems like some nerd came up with that who has nothing to do with You food, can't imagine okay. how much argue it, it 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 this actually stems from the whole is a hot dog a sandwich. I was just going to say, yeah, make. is a hot dog a sandwich or a hamburger a sandwich even? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh it it yeah, so it, it stems from that debate. Um and the answer actually no, a hot dog is not a sandwich according to the cube rule. A hot dog's a taco. True, yeah. Uh, uh, or is a taco a hot dog? No. Oh, a hot dog's shit. A, a hot dog's a oh, taco. Oh, shit. What? You, know, you know what is the craziest thing on there that's a taco? What? Slices of pie. Mm, because the starch right. goes yeah, around yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and by that same rule, folded slices of pizza are a taco. Yep. Uh, it reminds me of but a time... But what if you fold them inside out? So instead of folding them up, yeah. you fold them so the cheese is all the on the outside. Side out. Yeah, what if you do that? Then you're just an idiot. What, what if you do it <laughs> well, is then, my question. Then good for you. What if you do good it? Good for you. You win it's the stupid blow- prize. It blows it all out of the water no, is what I'm saying. It blows nothing what out of the, the water. What if the starch is on all three sides but on the inside... Then it's a then it's a a cheese coated taco. What is it if the sandwich is two pieces of chicken? Because it's still a U shaped starch. What if the sandwich is two pieces of chicken breast? Yeah. Filled with bacon and cheese. I don't think that's a taco. You're saying a taco tortilla. Well, what was no? What was that? What was that thing that that? Kentucky Fried Chicken does what? That was the huge thing for a while, where they the sandwich was there was no bread. Oh, they it was san- two yeah, fried well, chicken breast. If you wanted to make a, I guess a whatever a paleo taco that uses meat instead of of tortilla, then that same rule would apply. So, is, are you saying if you're subbing anything for the starch, then that other thing has to fulfill the rule? Anyway. It reminded me of uh, something I've mentioned on here before. When I lived in Chicago one time, I uh, had to work on the weekend, and I was taking a cab. It was, I forget if, why, but I was taking a cab. Mm-hmm. And this cab driver 
was a raving maniac. <laughs> and he was going on and on about he's so hungry, he's so hungry, he hasn't eaten in so long, he doesn't know what to eat. And so I'm just basically sitting there tossing him foods, to <laughs> suggesting foods, right? Uh-huh. Uh, we were fairly near Greek town, so I'm like, what about Greek food? And his answer is, no. It's all Mexicans in the kitchen. It's all made by Mexicans. It's just Mexican food. Then he can't eat anything. Well, and so everything I keep tossing out, I'm like, what about Italian? No, it's made by Mexicans. It's just Mexican food. And I just kept tossing out these foods, and his answer to everything was, no, it's made by Mexicans. It's Mexican food. Um, And then he went on to elaborate of why this is unacceptable Uh is because Mexicans know so little about food, they don't even understand plates. They eat off tortillas. (laughs) 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 And if I had not already written him off as a raving Mm -hmm. lunatic before, that certainly did it, right? But I thought about that, and I thought about that guy nowadays. That guy was on the cutting edge of racist anti-Mexican far-right conspiracy theorists, right? Mm -hmm. That guy nowadays could be running for office somewhere. Probably. With that same argument. Probably did. Yeah, he probably did. His name was Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, So uh, this just made me think about that. Uh, And it also, then that made me start thinking about, you know the whole alien conspiracy thing where they keep saying that... uh, we keep having aliens in movies and TV shows in order to uh, acclimate us to aliens so it doesn't break our brains so that when the aliens reveal themselves and then rule us, uh, we won't freak out completely. You know that whole argument? I mean, I've heard that argument in terms of, uh, you know different races and sexual identities the, the same same yeah. is kind of used for that too but it, it <clears throat> I, I feel like it's mostly used for aliens i uh, see i've never heard it for aliens but i will say this i assume that uh, aliens are on tv all the time because all of the aliens living in our midst weren't feeling represented in maybe in in modern day media maybe and uh they needed to see themselves up there maybe so here's the thing it would be relatively simple to convince to convince the right-wing conspiracy nuts out there, of which there are now legion, and apparently there's a lot of them that have billions, uh, that the tacos everywhere are to condition us for the oncoming Mexican rule from this Mexican invasion going on. I feel that that has been an argument already. Uh, right? It, it has. You know, what was the guy? Who yeah. was the guy who was like, uh, there's uh, going to be taco trucks right, on every, every corner? corner. Uh, but take that and then add in the, f- the fact that all these other foods, like pie, mm-hmm. like hot dogs, mm-hmm. like folded pizza slices, which are the signature food and the signature way to eat it of a sanctuary city, New York City. Mm-hmm. And it becomes pretty obvious what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. So now you got your market, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is, Not what is a taco. The question to take advantage of these people is what isn't a taco, Mm. right? Uh, So I got two schemes here: one for the lazy, one for the one for the 
people who, you know, have some gumption. Gotcha. Lazy scheme. You're going to do a rebrand. You're going to create Freedom Folds, and they're going to be taco shells. <laughs> Freedom Folds, and, yeah. Uh, and it, people can make tacos by... Like they renamed French fries. Freedom How did fries. Freedom Fries do as a concept? I think they never made it out of the, uh, of like the White House commissary or wherever it was. Uh, pro scheme. Here's the thing: everyone loves tacos. Racists love tacos. Probably the 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 favorite day of the Aryan Nation guys that are in prison is Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves tacos, but putting it in according to the cube rule that you shape makes it a taco. Mm -hmm. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to sell taco smoothies to the Aryan nations, (laughs) and they will slurp them up because they want that sweet taco taste without having to actually eat a taco, which is defined by the U shape. That's it, guys. A lot of money. Both both ways. Freedom <laughs> folds and taco shakes. Taco shakes for the Aryan nation. Taco shakes for the Aryan nation. That is a great idea, I think, yeah. as ideas go <laughs> on this show. Hey, look at look at the world today. I, I You know what? You know? Unfortunately, that's a billion-dollar idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. We, we don't create the world we live in. We just profit off it. That's right. You're absolutely right. So I was sort of on a, uh, at least the early part of my idea, similar to yours. Okay. I was sort of looking at like, you know, tacos are all over the world. Yep. Right. And, you know, we had talked previously in, in, in previous conversations and not on air mm-hmm. about, you know, <coughs> when we look at tacos that are popular in the States yep. of sort of what, you know, real Mexican food, they're very regional down there. Right. So, you know, you have sort of like Mexico City if you want al pastor tacos when you're in Mexico, get them. You go to Mexico City, right? If you want fish tacos, you go to Baja, California. If you want carnitas, the place to go is Michoacan. Yeah, if, really? Yeah. I was disappointed in the lack of carnitas. That's because it's not a Mexico City thing. Mm-hmm. That's the point. It's like, yeah, you can find these other ones in other cities, but if you want what is theoretically the best version of a particular type of taco, mm-hmm. then you have to go to the region that it was created in. Okay. Right? Part of it is is location, right? Like where it is, like Baja fish tacos and shrimp tacos. Why? Because they're right on the Pacific yeah. uh, uh, Ocean. Yeah. You know? Um, Al Pastor, we've discussed this, or the uh, uh, Adobada, which is, the, you know, it's because they had all the Lebanese come in there, mm-hmm. and that's where, you know, they started with the shawarma, and then it sort of took off from there. Yeah. Um, you know, it spreads a little bit around the rest of the country because they become so popular, right? And then, you know, what happens is, is as with all these things, they become popular. Something like a taco becomes popular and it moves across the border. And then you suddenly get Tex-Mex food, which suddenly is making tacos with uh, flour tortillas, mm-hmm. you know, mostly with beef, yellow American style cheeses. Um, you know, what, something I didn't realize, I, I did not know, cumin mm-hmm. is a Tex-Mex ingredient. It's not a Mexican ingredient. Really? Yeah. Wow. So anything that, that like, it's, it's used in some Mexican dishes, but it's not as ubiquitous 
as as one thing. So like when you are eating something that has a lot of cumin in it, mm-hmm. chances are it's more of a Tex-Mex thing than a than a Mex or thing. Ecuadorian. They love Do they their love cumin. cumin. Love it, love it. Um, and so that was the first sort of like you know twist on the tacos, right? And then you know. You started having things like, you know, we talked about, you said like, you know, like the Kogi taco truck where suddenly people were stuffing mm-hmm. Korean food in tacos. Yep. You know, I was doing Southeast Asian food. Yeah, it's all delicious because it's really just a, a, about how you carry the food and mm-hmm. get it into your gullet, right? Uh, and then you start looking around the world, right? Mm-hmm. And a good example are tacos that aren't even tacos, anymore but just use tacos in the name okay because no one knows any better in the country they're in so in france there's a uh, chain called o tacos Mm -hmm. there's over a hundred of them in france they've just opened up a couple in morocco um they're hugely popular they actually just opened one in crown heights here in brooklyn oh really uh and they make what they call french tacos it's nothing like a taco. It's what more like it? a burrito. It's okay. It's they take uh, 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 it's their taco is stuffed with fries, mm-hmm. uh, cheese sauce, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever protein. And they're 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 so, they're like choices of proteins are either grilled chicken breast, chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. uh, chicken tenders, ground beef or sausage. Then there's an you can choose an additional sauce, which would be like mustard, Tabasco, ketchup, mayonnaise, or barbecue sauce. Okay. And then you have a choice of a ton of other ingredients. Oh, like, sounds good. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And it's all wrapped up in a flour tortilla and then pressed on a grill. All right. Okay? So that sounds more like a pressed burrito than anything. Yeah. But the ingredients, there's nothing taco-like about the ingredient. Yeah. But they're calling it a taco, right? Sure. India, like we said, has Taco Mahal, which mm-hmm. there's one over here now in, in our neighborhood. Oh, that's an actual restaurant in India? I believe so, yeah. I, I think get, it's I a didn't chain. know that. And what they do is they take like non-style flatbreads mm-hmm. and just fill them with uh, 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 various classic Indian fillings like dolls or, or uh-huh. you know, and then you order that and you wrap it up and you eat it like a taco because okay. it's sliding up the three sides. Sure. Um, <clears throat> and I thought to myself, well, so there's a couple ideas here. Right, so we had Tex-Mex. We know that there are tacos all over this country. Yeah, why not have regional tacos for every city in this country? Yeah, right. You could have uh, 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 Tex NYC, which could be like pizza dough mm-hmm. rolled thin, yeah, folded as a taco, yeah, and filled with a pizza filling. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. You could do a cheeseburger taco Mm -hmm. where you take some white bread, you know, you take a regular uh, uh, burger roll, you roll it thin, you toast it up, you fold it like a taco, you put ground beef, melted American cheese on it, some ketchup, tomato, lettuce, bacon crumbles, cheeseburger taco. Now that, you know, the problem in America is you're going to get a whole bunch of people yelling and screaming and complaining at you that you are culturally appropriating and yeah. culturally ba- bastardizing a culture's food. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the French uh, uh, tacos chain doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Because, you know, there's not a lot of Mexican people over there complaining about the culture. They're just utilizing the taco name. Yeah. 
Philly so, cheesesteak taco. Philly cheesesteak taco. You can do uh, like a, a... A Cuban taco in Miami. In Miami. You can do a beef on weck taco in Buffalo. Yeah. You know, whatever. Chicago, you could have an Italian beef taco ta- dipped. You could do any number of tacos. You could do uh, a Vienna sausage taco. You could do that. You know, which it, we is already know is a taco already. <laughs> you know, just chop up that Vienna sausage. I have to say, the Vienna beef hot dogs, I'm not a fan of. There's better, but I think they're better than the Oscar Mayer or something like that, or some generic. There's a flavor to the Vienna beef ones that I just am not a fan I, of. The thing, I, the thing with Vienna beef, I think, is it's like boar's head, right? It's not the best meat you can find, but it's a, it's a known way to signify it's not the worst meat you can have. Okay, maybe. Right? I just know that, you know, my experience when I was in, the one time I was in Chicago, was it was like, unless you went to someplace fancy, yeah. if you were going to get a Chicago-style dog, sure, it's a Vienna beef. Well, there was a time when that was basically only a Chicago-area right, thing. Exactly. Right, exactly. So you couldn't get Vienna beef outside, so it's then it was still hard, more of a stamp. you know, I mean, some places will serve it, but they specifically are getting it for that reason. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. So this is what your idea is going to be, guy. You're going to open these chains all around the world, especially places like China, mm-hmm. where tacos are ready to take off but haven't yet. And you can call it Taco America. Yeah. Oh. And you are going to have all of these regional tacos yeah. where they're going to get their fix of American food mixed with the hottest food on the planet right now, tacos. Yeah. So you'll do your cheeseburger taco. You'll do your... You know, beef on weck taco. Mm-hmm. You'll do your uh, 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 Italian beef taco. Yeah. You can do a po' boy taco. Yeah. You can do. Yeah. You can. That good. Yeah. You can do. Uh, 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 I don't know. Salmon tacos from Seattle or yeah. whatever the fuck they sure. they do. Sure. You know, just pick lobster you know, taco. Lobster. From Maine. Right. Yeah. Lobster taco. Lobster roll taco. Yeah. You know, pick your thing. Take it. And you can make it into a taco. Yeah. And all you have to do is flatten out whatever the bread is. Yeah. And then mock that food up and boom, you've got it. Tacos yeah. America. There you go. That's great. That's 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 a big one. I uh I was trying to f- f- figure out where like, you know, just when I was looking up sort of history of tacos. Uh-huh. And I couldn't, there was a lot of, uh, uh, no one could really say where the word taco came from. Oh. They, they like some of it they say could go back as far as because there were things like tacos uh-huh. in, in during the Aztec times. Okay. Uh, but then I found this one. This, it probably just comes from Toca. No. It it goes before no? before prior prior They were calling tacos tacos before. Well, no, they had like Spanish? an Aztec name that could be, you know, eventually translated to Okay. But yeah, it, it none of it came from the idea of tocar. Okay. Um, but one, one was, uh, uh, the one I like the best, even though it's clearly not because this sort of started in like the 1800s and I know the word Uh taco was around before the 1800s. Uh, this one claims that the word taco originally came from silver mines in Mexico's where the miners would carve holes into the rocks and then would wrap paper around gunpowder, stick it into the holes they made and blow up part of the rock. And they called those explosives tacos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then because the tacos back then were so spicy, yeah. they were like dynamite in your Ay, mouth. Chihuahua. Dynamite in the mouth, dynamite the next day. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Oh, dynamite out of the anus is yeah. what you're saying. Anus. Anus. You guys, if you want to uh, reach out and give us 
some money, or Josh in particular, for his fabulous Anus comment, for his tips of the week, for his spend that monies that he collates, edits, and puts out for you. Again, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page, hit the sponsor button, and pledge an amount. Half that money will go to Josh and I. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn, keeps the lights on, the server's humming. If uh, you don't want to give us any money, you don't have to, and you can still donate to Radio Free Brooklyn. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, hit the pledge button from there, not from our webpage, uh, not from our show page, I should say, and uh, you pledge an amount. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. You get to feel good about yourself, supporting the arts, supporting community, supporting all things good. You get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 charitable organization. And you guys, we mean it. Give us some freaking money. Uh, we've got uh, a pledge drive going on right now. It is the Drive to Five campaign. Radio Free Brooklyn, Brooklyn is coming up on five years old, and we need to raise $25,000 in order to become more self-sustainable uh and uh we need it so every nickel you donate no one's getting rich and fat off radio free brooklyn uh every nickel you donate is going into keeping it running on the air uh there if you go to uh radiofreebrooklyn.com slash drive to five i think it is there's a quiz you can take and you get a chance to win We've got a bunch of T-shirt designs that were made by different artists, one including Cosmo Vinyl, ex-manager of The Clash, uh, Lisa Levy, host of Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. Uh, th- there's a bunch of them. Uh, you get a free chance to win. Did or we design one? Uh, no, but, oh, did you see the email coming out? No. I think we're, we're, we're going to get I T-shirts. the email that is coming out? That came out. Oh, I didn't get an email. Okay. Uh, well, the, we, the one came out, and... Uh, we. I'm not really considered. They want to make show T-shirts, <laughs> and ours is one of the designs they want to make a T-shirt oh, out. That's nice. Of yep. Them. Um, so you can get that. Uh, you guys. Point being, it, or if you don't want to take that quiz and you do want to give some money, you can get the T-shirt with a small donation. There you go. Uh. All the swag there is really good, by the way. They do have good swag. I, I use you the coffee really, cup you, all the time. If you don't do the donation thing and you go in and you're like, I want a baseball cap, they have baseball caps, they, they have good coffee ones. mug, they're worth the price, and the Radio Free logo, Radio Free Brooklyn logo is pretty yep. bitchin'. I got a tote. I got it all. I think we have T-shirts. I think I bought T-shirts at one of the parties I was at. Okay, yeah. Or the party. I have T-shirt, yeah. I the have a party T-shirt. I was at. Josh, <laughs> bad co-host. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, Josh every week finds a different way for you to get rich because he's contrary. He's like, I don't like that idea. I want to find my own little way to get rich. So here you go. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Gliding dumpster to dumpster, Matt Malone skates along his side hustle, diving for treasure. Malone is what you'd call a professional dumpster diver, bringing in a considerable amount of cash on the side. I ended up making 100000 in one year as a part-time. Staying away from food and restaurant trash, Malone's treasure trove lies behind big box stores like Home Depot, Office Max, and Sears. When you take something back to a store, what do you think they do with it? 
put it back on the shelf. Look on the shelves and tell me how many reboxed or repackaged things you not many. So they throw them away. Once they're tossed, Malone dives in. He inventories his finds and posts them for sale on sites like Amazon, eBay, and Craigslist. And then the worst case scenario, you're having a yard sale. There you go. When I saw, because like, I don't know how, I was looking at some other financial things and, and this guy was talking about, I spoke to a guy who made six figures as a dumpster diver. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I looked up making money dumpster diving. Of course, on YouTube, there's hundreds of oh, videos. Sure. But it's like the shit that these big box, like, you know, you go behind a Best Buy. Uh-huh. He was pulling out, uh, uh, you know, returned uh, uh, really? video game uh, cons, not consoles, but like controllers. The, the controllers, which are like 60, 70 bucks a piece. Uh-huh. Um, he was pulling out, he was pulling out like a lot of furniture. Uh, uh, you know, because it had a scratch on it or something. Wow. But you know, he's going to sell it for a hundred and fifty bucks. But I always thought they sent that stuff back to the manufacturers. Mm-hmm. They just chuck it. Wow. They just chuck it. There you go, guys. Yeah. Get some Purell and go dumpster diving. You don't even need it, man, because it's not like garbagey garbage. It's not like food garbage. It's no. all like just boxes and f- you know. Speakers he found, all yeah. sorts of speakers, Bluetooth speakers, and uh, uh, computer speakers still in the box. Crazy. I would still get some Purell. Well, going dumpster you know, you have issues. Uh, which brings me to my next scheme. Of getting rich with tacos. That's right, right? Uh, so as we've said, there's about a million different variations on tacos. Why? Because everyone freaking loves them. Loves them. They're universal. Uh, They are one of the perfect foods of the world. And, you know, truth be told, if I'm going to order food, I'm more of a burrito guy than a taco guy, but I still cannot deny the near perfection of a taco. Flavor profile, a little bite. Well, that's the thing Everything about a taco, about it. right? It's yes, a two, exactly. two, three bite thing, and yeah. so it's perfect. It's like an amused bouche. Yes, it's an amused bouche. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm ignoring that you did that. I, I let it go, and then I let it go, and then you looked at me, waiting for me to say something. Because uh, I know how you love attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to turn over a new leaf, and okay. then you, and then you just no, I like it. And I then like you it. Ask for it. That's I, not fair. I like it. That's not fair. That said, the abusing husband. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So you know, uh, we know people that want them. Are there any people out there who can't? have them right the only real flaw with a taco in its design in its essence is you need hands well no that that i'm not even going there (laughs) you also need a mouth uh the only real flaw with them is that they're messy right the filling falls out if you have a hard shell taco, they crumble and get everywhere. That's not a real taco, though. But well, no, it's not. But but even a soft shell, they mm-hmm. they get everywhere. They they're greasy, they're yeah. drippy, and they're you know plops of meat will fall out. Mm. So the people being deprived of tacos are people with obsessive compulsive disorder, mm. OCD, right? They fear. Tacos. Mm. Tacos are, in their eyes, pure culinary chaos. It's true. 
uh, I looked it up. 2.2 million Americans have full-on, full-blown OCD. Wow. But Medical Daily says that up to 94% of people exhibit intrusive OCD-related thoughts. Sure. but that's So th- almost all of us have some degree of OCD. So you have a core market here, what I'm talking about, of 2.2 million, but you have millions and millions more that are probably have a, a shivering fear of tacos. Four. So you think that there's 94% of the country yeah. won't eat tacos? No. No, no, no. I'm saying they had 94% exhibit some uh, intrusive into their life mm-hmm. symptoms of OCD. A chunk of those, I guarantee you, are taco-related. Uh, right. Because tacos are such a mess yeah. to eat. Okay. Right? Uh, they, they really are. All right. Uh, one of the messiest foods. Okay. I'll fight you on this. Clearly. <laughs> Uh, so, as I said, not all those people are afraid of tacos, but you can be sure quite a few of them are. So, at first, I thought, you know, maybe you could make a an OCD-friendly taco place, but I think that would fail hard because people would feel a stigma about going. And what would they do? Go alone and, and not go to the taco place with their friends? Their friends all want to go to the taco place where the tacos are cheap and greasy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you help this OCD person go with their friends to that place? Smoothies. No, that's that's just for the the area. Nations. Oh, right. Sorry. So this is what you're going to sell, and and the way I think it works, you may as a food engineer yourself, you may be able <laughs> to tell me title. more uh, uh-huh. of a better way to make this. But I'm guessing it will be a very high pectin content hot sauce that you take oh, with I you. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, and you're going to pour it on a taco, and it basically turns the taco into a cohesive solid. It cements it. It lets the OCD folk out there eat a taco like an apple. It takes the mess out of the taco. It retains the flavor. It even adds a little extra zip. It, it gels the whole taco. Yeah, you'd probably really want more of an actual gelatin than a pectin. Okay. Because pectin is it it will gel it more like a a, a jam. Okay. Then I mean I guess if you had a load of pectin, uh-huh. but you know uh, uh, it has to pectin has to hit a certain temperature. But like okay. with something like agar agar, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, can stay solid even at sort of room temperatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 you know the the harder thing is how are you going to keep it solid on something hot. Okay. That's always that's the bigger issue. Okay. So it, then that the possibility work, then you is just, you use some sort of glue compound. Well, that's edible glue. So I was thinking about like a transglutamase. Okay. Which is known as meat glue. Uh-huh. And it's what it's this powder you sprinkle on meats and it bonds proteins together. Okay. That and, would work. And there it was really popular for a while in the uh, f- high end kitchen communities where they would sort of layer different cuts of meat onto each other mm-hmm. and like to create a new steak, for instance. They would layer different cuts of meat, then you press it down, you leave it overnight, and then you can then it's stuck together and you can slice it and then grill it any way you really? want. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, that. Then. So something but you have to be careful with it because uh-huh. if you like get it on your fingers yeah. and you put your fingers together hey, and don't think about it. You know it, what? Once you walk out of the store, I'm that's done. Right. That's right. My job is done once I took her money. Yeah. Oh, that's a solid idea, Noel. Yep. I like it. Taco apples. 
But basically, right? Apcos. Apcos. Tapples. Tapples. Tapple. Instead of a caramel apple, you yeah. can have a taco apple. Oh, uh, anyway, good. no, you can put it on a stick, sell it at taco fairs. Taco on a stick, yeah. Taco on a stick. Everything's got to go on a stick at a fair. That's right. Um, great idea, Noel. I like it. Um, so, climate change, Noel. Yeah. It's real. It's happening. Despite what anyone says, mm-hmm. uh, w- one of the big byproducts of uh, <coughs> all of the climate change, and particularly climate-related disasters like floods, droughts, extreme heat, <clears throat> becomes more and more frequent and more and more extreme. Yeah, Adri- Agricultural producers will find it more difficult to grow crops. Okay. It is estimated that in less than a decade... The world could fall short of feeding every person on the planet by 214 trillion calories per year, which comes out to about 28,000 calories per person. Okay. That's a lot of calories per person. That, that is. I, I, I have an issue with that, but I'll, I'll leave it to later. What's your issue with that? Well, as, as places get too hot to, and <clears throat> too arid to produce food, wouldn't places like Siberia and like northern Canada become like great farmland? Well, I don't. You don't know if they're gonna become great farmland, and what takes to become great farmland uh-huh. uh, may take a while to get to. Okay, all right, you fair know? enough. I mean, and and you know, there's a mid. There's a the droughts are happening a lot faster faster than say you mm-hmm. know northern Canada and Ukraine are warming up to become good farmland. All right, fair That's enough. That's all. You know, I mean, I think yes, that is possibly possibly true, but you know, not a guarantee. Okay. Um, and you know, the infrastructure has to be put together to make it useful as well yeah because they're not it's not set up for that right now either and i think places like ukraine it actually won't be the case very mountainous very rocky all right but anyway um uh so at a uh uh uh, a climate uh uh food conversation that happened at some uh climate organization's big convention uh, a fellow by the name of behavioral scientist by the name of magnus soderlund from the stockholm school of economics asked people would they be willing to eat human flesh okay because we may get to that point sure where we need to do it to survive yeah everyone went ew but the reality of this is that about 100,000 years ago, maybe a little more, uh, uh, there was another global temperature issue where the world saw dramatic spikes in global temperatures that wiped out many large mammal species like bison, reindeer, and mammoths. Mm-hmm. Uh, during that period, Neanderthals were still around, and it left them, particularly the ones in Western Europe, without any consistent food source. In April, a paper was study was published that had found that Neanderthals in that period of time had resorted to eating each other. Okay. So it's not impossible that we will get to the point that we need to eat other humans. Mm-hmm. Now, Magnus Soderlund's thing was he's not like a food scientist. He's a, a, he's a food behavioral scientist. And one of the biggest things that he studied, the whole thing, is people's uh, uh, revulsion towards certain foods. Mm-hmm. And how to get them over that. And I thought to myself, well, what better way to get over eating revolting foods than in a taco? 
Mm-hmm. How many people have tried bugs for the first time in a taco? I've had I've had cricket tacos. Yeah, cricket tacos, the mm-hmm. ant tacos. Um, how many people have had certain organ meats for the first time in a taco? I've had tongue tacos. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Tongue taco, tripe tacos, very popular. Mm-hmm. What is it about it? Well, you're taking something, you're seasoning the hell out of it, you're mm-hmm. grilling it up, you're chopping it up small. Texturally, it's not... Uh, challenging. Yeah. Then you're covering it in salsas, mm-hmm. sometimes multiple salsas, mm-hmm. uh, various other textural differences like uh, 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 onions mm-hmm. um, or pineapple in some cases, uh, crema, crema, radishes. You're just covering it with other fabulous flavors that are very recognizable and very easy and palatable to eat. Mm-hmm. Then you're eating it in a small two to three bite package. Yeah. yeah. So what you're going to do, guys, to help the world, save the world, yeah. is you are going to open up a cannibal taco stand, yeah. and you're going to be the f- one on the ground floor of this. Mm-hmm. You're going to have people donate their dead bodies. Like, when they die, I want my flesh to be eaten. Yeah. All these hippies who like, you know, man, there's not enough land for, to bury me. They'll be lining up. And, yeah, they'll be lining up to give their body over for this project. Yeah. And there you go. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. A lot of money in that guy. Yep. A lot of money. A lot of future. You could be on the yeah. ground floor yeah. before that rocket ship. Think takes about off. being part of the Green New Deal is what I'm talking about. Exactly. Exactly. You guys, if you want to reach out to Josh and tell him what you think of that idea, you can get him on Facebook. I mean, uh, on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. You can email him at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. You're on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, you can go on anywhere you get a podcast, anywhere. Subscribe, rate, review. Please do. If you only listen to us in podcast form, we implore you to tune in Saturday nights at 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days for anyone else. Get there a little bit early. Listen to some Art Star scene. Stick around uh, after us. We're coming right up. We got The Circuit, you guys. Yeah. Get yourself some of that. Radio Free Brooklyn's got a lot of good stuff going on. Put it in your life. Don't be an idiot. Uh, at this point, you got a lot of money. You got to spend it. Josh is going to tell you how. Take it away. Spend that money! (laughs) Levi's are synonymous with blue jeans. Levi's became extremely popular for their durability and eventually their style. A pair of these original Levi's 501 jeans from more than 115 years ago went on sale in 2005 and were purchased by a Japanese collector for $60,000. While there are technically more expensive pants, these are one of a kind and cannot be recreated, making them the rarest pair of pants in the world. There you go, rarest pair of pants in the world. Yeah. 60K. Wow. You know, you guys, uh, Josh and I know that our ideas are worth rolling the dice and uh, taking a risk with how do you know that they are? Because Josh scours the internet for rules getting rich quick, to which we are schemes guy. We got a time for one rule. Ten rules of becoming rich. Okay. Be charitable. Be charitable. Give your body to a taco salesman and let them feed the world. There you go, guys. We're definitely getting rich. So once again for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Thank you.